Welcome back to another episode of New Generation Speaks. I'm your host, Brianna, and on today's episode, I have three guests, Chloe, Jaden, and William, and today we'll be talking about masculinity and femininity, and yeah, thanks for listening to today's episode. So to start off the conversation, I'll ask, what is masculinity and what is femininity to you? All right, well, since I see you have masculinity up first, I'll start off. Um, I'm going to say that masculinity is not an overall thing that you could define each man of having the same trait, but it's like what a man himself decides to consider himself when it comes to masculinity. So it's basically a personal thing that you can't group every single man into having. Yeah. All right. So like piggybacking off what Jaden said, it's whatever like makes you feel like a man. So if whatever you're doing makes you feel masculine, then that's what's masculinity to you. But it can differ from man, man to man and there are general traits, but it can all change. Um, okay, so I agree with you. Like masculinity is like your own thing. Like it's different for every male. But like when I think of masculinity it's like the first thing that comes to mind is like a very straight like I don't know how to explain it like a strict straight dad yeah usually a father um that's just I don't know like not flamboyant at all it's just like no femininity, like very um, close-minded. Super straight. Yes, but like, I don't want to say that. I don't know, but yeah, that's basically what I think about. Yeah, um, I think as far as masculinity and femininity, I think it's just something that humans made up. So like, yeah, I think there's people that I guess believe they're all like 100% masculine but I feel like we're also on this spectrum especially in like today's age because I just don't think someone can be because when I think about masculinity and femininity I think about like when it was like oh the man is supposed to go out to work and they're supposed to be the like um head of the household and they're supposed to pay the bills and things like that and then the women are supposed to cook and clean and take care of the children and so now I think both men and women kind of have both of those traits and so I don't think someone can be 100% masculine and 100% feminine but that's what I thought about um y'all can answer about femininity and what that means to you I mean I'm gonna say that it's like kind of the same way that I define, I define masculinity because it would probably be in the same boat because you cannot group like one female of having the same type of feminine, femininity that another female has. So it just depends on your definition of it to yourself, not just the overall meaning. Yeah, because every person is different in their own way. So every person is going to be more feminine, act different when it comes to how feminine they are. Same thing with masculinity. Oh, yeah. I think femininity is very 
don't know. When you think of masculinity and femininity, you like separate them completely. You think femininity girls, masculinity boys, but it has definitely changed throughout society. Like now, like girl, you see girls wearing baggier clothes like a boy would, or you see boys wearing nail polish like girls would. So yeah, it's definitely different for everybody, but yeah. it's just how how you perceive it yourself. Like if you think it's something you, the other gender would do, then it's like the opposite. Yeah, I totally agree with everything that y'all said. Um, so I guess to really get into the conversation, the first question I have is, do you think toxic masculinity is a real thing? Well, me, me personally, like I'm gonna say, yes, it is a thing, but when it comes to that, it's toxic masculinity and as assessing as toxic feminicity too. So they both coincide and both genders I feel can both have a toxicness to it is what I'll say. Yeah, I believe toxic masculinity is a thing. Same thing with toxic feminine. But like, it's not as bad as the internet and society paints it out to be in reality because some things you will only see on internet versus that person in real life. But since we live in a day and age of social media, everything is portrayed a lot worse than what it really is in person. Yeah, I think toxic masculinity definitely is a thing. Um, it probably is exaggerated, like through movies and social media, but it's real. Like boys, some boys are actually told that they like can't cry and just simple stuff like that into like not show emotion when they're like in relationships. So it's definitely a thing. I think a lot of people are more aware of it now though. Um, yeah, I think toxic masculinity is a thing. Um, I do think women can be toxic as well, but then again, I don't think that toxic masculinity and toxic femininity is equivalent in a sense, just because I feel like men being toxic affect the way women live and not so much feminine being toxic affects the way men live. But that's also what we're gonna talk about later into the conversation. But yeah, I think toxic masculinity is a thing and I can somewhat agree that social media makes it a little bigger but then again it's still a very serious issue okay i'll move on um do you believe both girls and guys view each other wrongfully in certain ways yes yes fully yes a hundred percent yes 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 because you'll see men say women aren't good and they don't do nothing for men and then you'll see a woman turn around and say the same thing about men and vice versa it's just always a gender war between them and i'm gonna say because of this new generation 
and the generation itself, each and every single gender feels like they are better than the other and feel like one is worse and it's not really how things really work and that they all coincide with each other. And yeah, that's how I feel about that, that topic itself. Yeah, I think they do. <laughs> they do view each other in multiple ways. It's, it's like it's always a competition between the two. Like one is always trying to say that they have it harder than the other. When, I don't know, it might be true, it might not. But yeah, they definitely do view each other the wrong way. And it's like they try to, like based off of one person, they try to just put them in like this box just because of like the past and how other people have treated them, even though that person is completely different. Yeah, um, I pretty much just agree with everything y'all said. I um, think females and males view each other in wrongful ways and whether it's like true or not to do that but um yeah I think I really agree with what you said Chloe about how it's always a competition between the two or I don't know if William said that I'm not sure but yeah I agree with you guys okay so I kind of grouped my questions into certain topics and the first one for me was um, society and like how masculinity and femininity um, is dealt with within society. So my first question is, does society's opinion affect how people in our generation act and like how and stuff? I would say, yeah, that's that's really how I feel, but I'm, I'm gonna let y'all go into more detail and I'll piggyback off of what y'all would say. Uh, I'm gonna say yes, because like in society, a man will do something, let's say feminine and half of society is gonna judge him for his choice to live his life how he wants. Another half of society is gonna support his choice. Depending on which side he depends to pay attention to might sway his decision on what he might do later. So if he decides to pay attention to the side of society, that is not encouraging his decision to paint his nails or wear a dress, he's going to feel as if, oh, I should never do that again. That's not masculine. And then he's going to proceed to never do that again. And he might build up traits of toxic masculinity and others. Okay. I think um, society's opinion, yeah, it does affect people in our generation. There's like, it's like, kind of like a spectrum so there's like hardcore feminists and then there's the people in the middle that are like very open-minded and open to a lot and then there's the like the boys that are just like the men that are just like super straight and that's about it and it's like everybody is somewhere but it depends on like their surroundings and who they, yeah, like William said, who they decide to listen to, which like makes them who they are. And then if they decide to just focus on one end, then I think that's where the, like the toxic masculinity and femininity comes in. Yeah. 
Oh, and toxic masculinity comes with harming other people just because you don't agree with them. Femininity too. Like making somebody feel bad about themselves and just like attacking them just because you don't agree with their lifestyle. Yeah, you know, I I can, you know, I can, uh, I can see that. And I I can see where you're saying that. And I, I agree with you on that because that is so true in the world. And, you know, that's a bad thing that, you know, many people decide to do. But, you know, I think, you know, I don't think, you know, I don't think we need to have all that. I think we should, you know, be peaceful, you know, I'm just saying. Okay, um, do you think society expects more out of a man than a woman? Yes, um, I'm gonna say yes, because in society, no matter how far you go back, it's always been the man has to step up and do the bigger things, kind of like chivalry. Um, people feel that men should always do chivalry, but for some reason, a female, when they do these things, it's not the correct way to do it. Or many people feel like the female should not be doing it because that's a man's job, which there's no such thing as a man's job. Kind of like if you was to say, something was a female's job, you cannot fully say that because nowadays society has changed to where many people can do many things on their own and do the the way they feel like. And not just because a certain gender has did that in the past does not mean another gender cannot do that now. And I'm gonna let somebody else, you know, go into more detail. No, yeah. Okay, yeah, I think actually a woman somewhat is expected um, to do more, or society expects more out of a woman than a man, and that may be biased because I am a female, I'm not for sure, but I just feel like, especially in this age where, you know, women can get jobs and women can, you know, not just be in the household, be a housewife. I feel like not only are women expected to, you know, work and provide for their family as well, and they're also, you know, um, they also need to take care of their family, and they need to do all of this, and, like, every family is, like, different, or every, you know, situation is different, but, yeah, in some sense, I think women are, um, I mean, society expects more out of a woman than a man. Hi. I think society expects more out of men because I saw a quote. It said a famous man will get with a broke woman and make her rich with him. But a, but a rich woman would not look a broke man's way. And that's so true. A man is always expected to be the initiator for all things. A man is supposed to propose. A man is supposed to buy the ring. A man is supposed to buy the house, mow the lawn, all these things that women are very much capable of doing. And when a man doesn't do them, society looks down on him as not being a man. But no. you can't really, sorry, Jaden, but if you think about it, in the past, women weren't able to do those type of things. Like a woman cannot um, ask a man to marry him, I mean, marry her, and a woman can divorce their husband. So like, yeah, today's diff- like today's age is different. So that kind of has some truth in it. 
But if you think to the past and like how the past affects the future, if a woman was not able to ask a man to marry her or even divorce her husband or like have anything to do with marriage, a woman was not in control of that, then you can kind of see why that's still the same for today. Uh, so what I'm gonna say is kind of like in nowadays society, here's my example. Like if somebody was to go on a date with somebody and they go out and eat, they both eat, the man is expected to pay for the meal if he wants that to work. And it's like, if the female pays and it's like, it's not going anywhere after that, but it's like in society, men are expected to pay for the meal and like do all this fancy stuff. And I mean, I think nowadays, I think both can really pay for the meal or just in total do the other thing because in the olden days, men were expected to, you know, bring the woman out, do all this chivalrous things and, you know, just be the perfect guy. But nowadays it's like, they want men to still do all of these things while females don't really have to, how can I say this? I mean, they're supposed to do a lot, but I'm going to say it's like a bigger thing on men because of the way men are portrayed. Yeah. Um. Okay. I don't really know where I am on this, but I think when it comes to like in the house, I guess you could say a man is expected to do more because of like because of like, like you said, the marriage and all that and like, but I think when it comes to success and being famous and stuff, the woman is expected to do more. Like I feel like it's a lot easier for a man to become successful than it is for a woman. Especially, and just like in jobs in general, you hear that women get paid less than men. And so she would have to work a lot harder than he would just to be given, like just to be treated equal. Uh, well, here's what I'm gonna say. Uh, I mean, yeah, I do agree that women do get paid less when it comes to certain jobs. But what I'm gonna say is like, many people feel like in sports, women should not get paid less, but I mean, it just depends because like people, many people argue that women should get paid the same amount as male basketball players, but it's just many people don't watch female basketball as they do male basketball, kind of like when it comes to modeling and being a model, females get paid more because females get more viewers and more money than a male model would. So yeah, that's how I feel about that. In the household, how do you feel that uh, they're portraying each gender to be. I mean, would y'all like me to start off or? I'll go. I'll go. But like in our household, um, a, kid, a boy will get in trouble and his mother will whip him whatever, how they discipline him, right? That's how you want to grow, raise your kids. And as the boy sister crying from whatever his punishment was, a mother will look at him and say, boys aren't supposed to cry, toughen up. But so then that boy will take that to the chin, he'll grow up and then he won't show emotion with nothing else. And then people will wonder, what's wrong with you? 
when it all starts in his household of people telling him he's a boy, he should not be crying, and he needs to toughen up. Yeah, I agree with you, saying because, like, it just, like, when it comes to, like, a male in the house, he's supposed to do all the, like, big things, kind of, like, take out the trash because he's a male, or just, like, do, like, the harder and more difficult things or, you know, heavier things, sort of. Or when it comes to a female, it's like, I mean, I can't really speak on this, but I mean, I have four sisters. So like off of that, I'm gonna just say like, they're not expected to, when it comes to certain tasks around the house, they're not expected to do as much, but they are also expected to do many things, but yeah. To ask the next question, do you think our generation will deal with masculinity slash femininity differently once we come of age, whether that's to have kids or to like just have an effect on younger kids? Do you think we'll deal with it differently? Yes, I think we will. Because like us just being teenagers right now, we're already forming our own opinions and thinking about how we would do it, how like we would treat our own kids ourselves. So I think, yeah, I think it would just be completely different and more, a lot more open-minded and welcoming when we're the parents. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think um, that we will like handle masculinity and femininity differently because we are in the age where I feel like we're getting the education as younger adults and so we have time to really you know think about how we feel about certain issues and so when we grow up we kind of have our mind made up on how we want to go about certain issues and when we have kids or when we have you know nephews and nieces and cousins and stuff like that we'll be able to you know kind of I guess treat them how we might have want to been treated or like teach them how about these things, how we want to be taught, like stuff like that. Yeah, I agree with both of y'all. Since we've experienced some of the hardships that our parents or society has put us through now, and we're a little bit wiser and we're gonna make our own decisions. So we're gonna try to fix it and not keep the cycle going with our children and nieces and nephews, like Brianna said. Okay, so once we become of age, I think this is going to, you know, right now, the way things are, I think this will affect us, like, kind of bad, but some some parts good, some parts bad. So when it comes to this, I'm going to say that once you come at age, it's like, we're going to have children. And I think by the time that we get to the point where we're having kids, we'll change the ways that they were taught because now we're all seeing the way that some of us were raised weren't the right way. And the way that the things that they did back then for us just isn't the right way when we're talking about our society now compared to how theirs was then. Okay, so to go on to the next topic, which I put as school, um, how do you feel about boys and girls being treated differently in school? Bye. All right, so look, we, since we all went to the same school, I can reference something. Y'all remember how, like, one boy would do something and all the boys are the problem, but two girls would do something and only those two girls get singled out? 
I feel like schools need to do, do a better job at that because just because one of us does something does not mean the whole gender or class or grade or whatever is the issue and should all be punished with that person. You should not punish all boys for one boy's mistake. And you should not punish two girls with the rest of the girls. And it's also just like, when it comes to like getting in trouble at school, when it, they differ how they treat the boys and the girls. Like a girl will fight and they'll just sit in the office all day. Two boys will fight and they're getting the immediate suspension. Just no hesitation. I agree with that because, I mean, I used to get sent to uh, ISS or in-school suspension a lot. And the way that they would treat the dude versus a female, the dude would have to just sit in the corner, be real quiet, versus the female would just be sitting up right next to whoever's running the in-school suspension. And they'll be able to talk and all of that. And like the way that they treat the female, kind of like they'll get a female, if a male and a female were both to do something, a male would get less warnings than a female would. But I mean, it just depends on like the teacher. But I'm gonna still say that, yeah, when it comes to school, it's pretty biased because a female would get less harsh when doing things compared to a male. Yeah, I agree with you guys about, I guess, as far as discipline, boys are treated way differently than girls in school. But um, in other instances, like, there's another question, but I'll ask that after Chloe answers. Um, and like dress codes or just like other things, I feel like girls are treated differently than boys. And um yeah, I think schools need to really figure out a way to um, handle situations like that equally, I guess, for like, don't, it's not a difference between if a boy fights and a girl fights or, you know, things like that. Well, speaking on your, the way that you brought up um, uniforms, I'm gonna say, I can somewhat understand what schools are doing, but not fully. I'm not gonna say fully, but for the schools that wear uniforms and the way that they treat females and males, I'm gonna say the way that they're acting is somewhat appropriate because when it comes to our school, they're trying to teach you to dress to impress or dress as if you were going to a business meeting. So some attire that yes, in the real world, it would be okay. There's no issue with a school is just trying to make sure you understand what it's like to dress when you're going into a meeting or an interview or just something very professional. But yes, I do understand that females do get like harsher dress codes, but I wouldn't say that's fully because when they comment on kind of like if your shirt, your skirt is too high or your shirt is too small, they do the same thing with a male is if he's wearing a do-rag or a hood. And I mean, they kind of all go inside of the same category and they all coincide with each other. So I wouldn't fully say that when it comes to dress codes of females getting the harsher things, it's just that the female things are brought more into light than a male would because if a male was to come into school with a do-rag, he's instantly told to take it off. If a male was to come in just wearing a hood, they're instantly telling him to take it off. So yeah, 
kind of like if a female was to wear a short skirt or a tiny shirt or just, you know, yeah, it's all going to coincide with each other and they all have different things. So I wouldn't say a female gets a harsher, you know, dress code than a male does because, you know, they all have their equalities to each other. But yeah, it's mainly just to dress to impress. No, I think when it comes to uniforms, girls do have it harsher because like just from what I've seen in the school, I'll use skirts and do-rags as an example. So do-rags, yes, they will tell you to take it off immediately, but it's been a time where a girl had on a short skirt and she had to sit in the office and she had to go home or have somebody bring her up a new skirt or could like go to the nurse and get a new skirt. But it's like, it's a difference between them telling you just to take it off and them having you sit in the office and go home just because of what you're wearing. Um, exactly. Oh, I'll let you go. Um, yeah, I don't think you can necessarily compare the two of a girl wearing a short skirt or like a tiny tank top, you said, and a boy wearing a do-rag or a hoodie. Because when you think of it, a do-rag or a hoodie, one, girls also wear do-rags and hoodies and they're also told to take it off. Mm -hmm. Secondly, not to say boys can't wear skirts or anything, but um, yeah, like that's just, oh, a simple take it off you know, don't put that on. And it has nothing to do necessarily with, oh, like your head is too big or like your head is too small, like something like that. But when a girl is wearing a tiny skirt, they're told, okay, you need to sit in the office until your parent brings you a new one. Or like, you can't really go about your school day the same way. It's because the school is saying, okay, you showing off a little too much of your body. And that's not necessarily the case. It's just, especially like, I think the rule is like, you need your skirt can't be higher than like two inches above your knee. That's a little ridiculous to me, but that's a different story. But yeah, I just, I don't think you can compare the two of a girl wearing some clothing and a boy wearing a hoodie or a do-rag. Girls are definitely more so treated harshly when it comes to dress code. Well, with that, I might just have to disagree with you a little bit on that when it comes to certain things. Because me personally, I've experienced the thing of getting sent home before because of dress code. And like, they're kind of like, it just depends. But yes, I do think that females kind of do get a harsher thing. But when it comes to the short skirt aspect, I mean, it's just, I kind of understand where they're coming from, sort of, because you wouldn't want to wear like a super, super, you know, high up skirt to a business meeting or an interview, because I think you would want to dress to impress, not, you know, versus, okay, if it's like different, there is no dress code, and you know, you could just wear what you want, then yeah, I can understand the short skirt thing. Or, yeah, but me personally, I almost got sent home because of a certain type of pants I was wearing, even though they were still school colors and all that. And I was finna get sent home because of what I was wearing and it was 
totally school appropriate, but because they felt like it just wasn't, they were ready to send me home based on it. I just feel like it, I don't like not to discredit your story or anything because that's can be like that's wrong clearly like you shouldn't be sent home if it's appropriate and stuff but I just feel like dress codes are meant for girls and women not for boys and men um like I just feel like because women have more to show off their body they're always told you need to cover up you don't want to get off this impression you need to dress like how you want to be addressed or whatever that means and like stuff like that and that's totally not the case like for example um one time I was wearing a skirt and it wasn't like too small or anything it wasn't high up it just wasn't um it was a little above two inches of my knee no I didn't get sent home or anything but I just feel like okay if I'm not showing off anything it's nothing's like hanging out sticking out none of that then what is the problem? If I'm covered up, which that's the point, then I just feel like boys also, boys also need to be taught about, or like just everyone needs to be taught that like clothing does not give an impression of anything like of, oh, an invitation or a yes. And women, yes, have more to show off, but women are not necessarily looking for anything. They just want to wear what they want to wear but it's also kind of different because at our school we wear uniform and in other schools it's a whole kind of different conversation because you can wear whatever clothing you buy from stores and stuff so yeah okay so the question is do you think schools health classes materials should be changed and a better question to kind of put it in is do you think schools health classes should add to the I guess lesson plans like sexual education consent like dress codes things like that that affects I guess both males and females yes they should but Jaden and William in health did y'all well like what did you learn about but also like did y'all learn about females and then did y'all learn about like Sexual intercourse. Um, so, oh, you can go there. Uh, inside of health classes, yes, they taught us um, female. They taught us about the females too, but they also taught us about males. And even if like we weren't to go over some with our coach Staley or Heffley, if we did have a question, he was willing to answer it without hesitation, just because of who you are. I mean, it was pretty open and they didn't really, you know, put a certain limit on what you could ask or, and when it came to learning the stuff, it didn't matter if we were males or females, we still learned about each body and what happens to each and every single sex. All right, so like, so like, they 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 cared about what we asked, but like they didn't care to the extent. So like they were really straightforward with us, and they didn't let us get the wrong impression. Nothing. We learned about like females and all that, but most of it it was about making the right decision. Like we watched documentaries on sports players doing stuff and ruining their career, and like it would kind of like go into like how to treat females and stuff and making the right decision in your life so you don't mess up your life. And like, but I don't think it was in 
is as deaf as the girl's health, though. I mean, also with that, I mean, it kind of depends on like what eight or like what grade you're in, per se, because if you're in eighth grade health versus somebody who's in sixth grade taking health, they aren't going to learn the same things. So it kind of defers depending on the grade also, because kind of like now this year we learned or it just depends on, you know, the grade because yeah. In our health, we, I don't know. I feel like it was focused more on the body in general and like nutrition and health and like abstinence, which I mean is good, but I think we should also learn more. I mean, I don't really know what the more would be, but I feel like there's just a lot that we just didn't know about that we should be taught in health. Yeah, I think that's- You can go. Yeah, I think all of you touched on like some really good points that I was thinking about. I guess to directly answer your question, I do think um, the material of health classes need to be changed or stuff needs to be added to it, especially when it comes to um, sexual encounters and consent and all that good stuff. Well, <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. And um, um, Jada kind of touched on like you learn different things when you're in different grade levels. I think that's true, but like in the school system, I also feel like the lessons are repetitive. Like I remember in lower school, we watched that same video of like the birds, and I think it was like her uncle, and the, he was like sexually assaulting her, and that kind of was about consent. And like in middle school, I feel like we learned the same things also. I haven't had like high school health class yet, but I just feel like we learn the same things and it's very like we don't, our lessons don't grow with us as we grow older. And I think that's a little harmful because it doesn't really help us with our um, knowledge. But yeah, I feel like, especially for in girls health, I feel as if um, we kind of skipped over sexual encounters and like consent and all of that stuff because I remember talking about STDs I think in our class we might have talked about like safety like I guess because that comes with um, STDs but we never really talked about sexual encounters and like what all that means and what all comes from it and all just everything about it and consent was never really talked about um but I think as far as when do you teach those things, if a kid is able to on their own say, okay, I might want to experience sex or I might want to, you know, um, do this and that, then that's when you need to start having those conversations, whether that's at home or in school, you need to give out that knowledge before it's too late and they've already made that decision to start that activity or whatever the case may be. Uh, well, with that, I would say, yeah, um, they should just, you know, go on and just teach that. But I also think, you know, if they're not going to bring it up, then we must bring it up and bring it into the topic. And sometimes it's, you know, time to ask questions instead of 
expecting us just to be toted, you know, because like I was told in my house, a closed mouth don't get fed. So if you feel like you want to learn some more or something, then, you know, go ahead and ask, you know, because if they're not going to teach it, then how are you going to learn it? You got to ask more. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I get that. But then again, it's the fact of if it's not a lesson, then you only spend a certain amount of time. I can ask questions and yet, like, say we're learning about STDs and I'm like, okay, what is sex? What does that mean? And I'm in the seventh grade. Oh, well, sex is when two people come together and do what they do. Now back to STDs. So like, in a sense, we still need, students still need for administrators and teachers to get together and be like, okay, I was asked a question about sex. That means kids might want to learn about sex. So the next lesson should be about sex. Well, when you were saying that, you said that was in seventh grade. Well- No, that was just an example. Uh, well, okay, well with that, I'm gonna say, yeah, I can understand like if you're in middle school and they're not telling you about that, I can understand that because it is a real young age and it just depends on the teacher who's teaching it because I can understand like if you were like in middle schools, they're not gonna just go ahead and start teaching you about sex and sexual activities and all of that. Now, once you hit high school, now yes, I feel like that's when they should be telling you about it and talking to you about it more. But when it came to our boys' health, it's not like we just had a whole thing talking about sexual encounters it was like you have to ask and if we did talk about it or ask about it he would try to interpret like and put like embed that into part of our lesson if we was to have questions on it but I mean it just depends on the age range and all of that yeah I have to come to I, I have to say that I think Sexual and like sexual education needs to be taught in middle school. I think maybe not like sixth grade, but definitely either seventh or eighth grade. It might be too young, but I'd rather be taught something when I'm too young and know about it than too old and like I've already had sex and I really don't even need the lesson because I'm learning on my own. But I did have a different question that came up and it's kind of two questions. One, when it comes to health classes, um, do you think I guess, um, because I feel like, I don't know how to put this, but like um, health classes and if people have sexual education classes, then I feel like its main focus is straight people having sex. So do you think they should talk about gay people having sex and other things like that? Because those people need to be informed as well. And then my second question, which is kind of a different topic, but um, do you think, um, boys are taught differently about sexual education because people are more comfortable with talking about the sexual life of a boy than rather a girl? Um, well, what I'll say is I think that it should just all be kind of like now in high school, it's not like a boys and girls health. It's a whole class health. And I think it should just be, if you ask about it, but I don't think that shit is going to a gender or, a, you know, gender specific or a sexuality type thing. I think it should just be a overall view that all parties can understand. 
but if you are like how can I say homosexual you can go in and ask these questions or if you're straight you can ask these questions but not a certain thing that can you know make somebody else stand out versus the other party but I'll let somebody else touch up on this because I feel like me and you have been talking the most um okay just go over the questions again both questions okay so my first question is because sex education and health classes are more prone for straight people do you think there shall also be lessons about gay people and people that are just not straight and um so they can get their education about sexual encounters as well. And then my second question is, do you think men are taught differently within sex education in health class because people are more comfortable with talking about the sexual life of a man rather than the sexual life of a woman? Oh, okay. Well, I do think that like, homosexual encounters should be talked about in health um just for like the kids like even if we're talking about it young just so we'll be able to know before we even know if that's what we like or anything and then um uh I don't I don't know about the second one. Uh, okay, with that second one, I'm gonna say it just depends on the teacher who's teaching it. So I can't speak on the way a female did y'all in health, but in our health class, kind of like with Staley, he was able to discuss with us certain topics even if they weren't part of the lesson, he was willing to take in any questions and was willing to answer them. And he let us know that up front the first day when we came, because he said, even if it was not part of the topic, he was willing to answer our questions if we felt like we were questioning something or, you know, and he just made it to where he was easily, easily able to talk to about certain things no matter the topic or no matter his own beliefs he was able to get straight to it and make sure he taught you what you wanted to know or the question that you might have had so yeah that's on ours i can't really speak on y'all's because i was never in that class okay i think they taught us like just I don't know for me it was like they taught us enough but it was also to the point where if I wanted to ask questions or wanted to learn about more I didn't know what to ask or like how to form the question or something because I was just like so lost for me I guess to answer the first question I do agree with what you said um other besides straight sex should be talked about because there are people in our classrooms who are not straight or who are questioning their sexuality and they need to know about those things. And like you said, even if no one is questioning it or if no one you know, is even thinking about it, they should know that they're different. There are different, there are different options. And um, so yeah, that should 
be taught about in health class and sex education. But to answer my second question, I think um, people are more comfortable with um, the sexual life of a man than a woman. And I feel like, I guess, yeah, like there are individuals who, you know, that's not the case, but for a majority, I'll group everyone together, I guess. Um, that's just how I feel. I think women are told, oh, you need to be ladylike or you're not supposed to have those, thought, those thoughts or like those thoughts are only supposed to be with, you know, the person you're with. And for a man, it's like, yeah, like talk about those things. If Because if you're not talking about those things, then you're sus and things like that. So I just feel like, yeah, I just think it's true that people are more open with the men's sexuality or like sexual life than a woman's sexuality and her sexual life. Okay, so to move on, the next topic that I put in place was about um, laws and what I kind of mean by that. I'll just ask my first question. My first question um, would be, why do you think men have so much to say about women's bodies or just people in general, I guess, because it's not just men. Um, so when it comes to that, it just depends because when it comes to the law system, um, kind of like if a woman was to accuse a man of rape or doing un, unlike sexual activities, a female is believed more than a man would. And this is kind of, this is very bad because if a man was to say he was also raped, he's looked at differently than a woman would. Because many people would say, if a man was raped, oh, will you let it happen? Well, some people are, you know, not capable of stopping that. That's kind of like if a man was to tell a woman, oh, well, you should have stopped it. And it's not really okay to say to either party. And it's not really good either way because when it comes to laws, when it comes to man against woman, a man, I'm not going to say it's a harsher punishment, but it's more likely to get into more than if a woman was to do the same thing. Kind of like with race. Yeah, that's all. I the question is, do you think, um, why do you think men have so much to say about women's bodies or anybody in general? All right. I feel like humans as a whole, always have something to say about the next human it's like it's like no one set of humans can mind their business they always have to say something about the next set no matter how much they say that they're not worried about them like men for example men always talk about how women should not force abortion on the male if a man doesn't want to keep the child they should abort it but they never ask the woman how she feels about killing her own child in the situation or they'll say, I don't really care about abortion, but they will still speak on abortion. Same thing with like race, for example, right? They'll say, I don't really care what that race says or does, right? But they'll continue to speak on it. It's just like humans as a whole just have this knack for talking about the next person. Yeah, I agree with that because me personally, I have about four to five close female friends and I'm gonna say this, yes, do men do talk about women's bodies and what they should and shouldn't do. But 
I'm gonna really say this, females really do the same thing and many females tear other females down and rich is not really okay. And it's like men are also portrayed of doing it more and doing it all the time. But I cannot fully agree with that because I'm around many females and they really talk badly upon each other about what they do and their sexual activities and their lives. And with you, when you brought up the abortion topic, well, I'll let that be our next topic. I'll wait for that. Okay, I think they have such an opinion on women's bodies because they just feel like their opinion is valid. And since this is like seen as like a man's world, they feel like they should have control over everything and run everything and be able to tell the woman exactly what she can and can't do since they feel like they have all the power and they could easily overpower a woman which in some cases is true. Yeah, Chloe, I really agree with you. I was thinking about how I think men specifically, but everyone does have an opinion about women's bodies, but men specifically, I think they have such an opinion on women's bodies because they always have a need to be in control. And I think this plays back into what I was trying to get at, at the like beginning of the episode about toxic masculinity. I feel like when these people who um, have traits of toxic masculinity, this literally um, affects a woman's life. So when a man is like, oh yeah, pro-life, you should not be able to abort a baby, that's toxic masculinity. And now women are in jeopardy of not being being able to have a choice of whether or not they want to keep a baby or not. And then like when it comes to like people dressing, oh, well, women shouldn't dress this way or they're asking, you know, for this or they're trying to gain this attention. And now women have to, you know, watch their back when they go out and they have to, you know, kind of watch how they're dressing. So I think that just plays into toxic masculinity and um, um, yeah. Well, on that, when you brought up the abortion topic, I'm not going to say that men should tell a woman to abort it and they have to abort it i think it should be a like a discussion between a male and the female in the party because if a woman wants to keep the child and a man doesn't or how about this if a female wants to keep the child and a man doesn't she's gonna have that child but it's up to the man to say if he wants to stay or not because maybe he doesn't want this child and if he does not want the child, he cannot tell her no. But it is not his fault if he decides to not be in that child's life because he did not want the child. Kind of like if a female was to say, oh, I don't want the child, but a man says he does. Well, that means the woman is allowed to get rid of the child, but the man is not expected to be in her life. Now, on this topic of when you said toxic masculinity, I'm going to say that Yes, there is a such thing as this in place, but I'm gonna say that females also feel like they can discuss a man's body or what a man is considered to be because they feel like, oh, I can say that because they are a female, but I disagree because a female is not allowed to tell a man what a man is supposed to be or what a man is supposed to do. So I'm gonna say that 
each and every single one have their own toxic things. So I will not try to place blame on the gender or the sex itself. Yeah. I mean, I can be biased and I mean, y'all probably <laughs> think that I just have these things against men, but I you just, do. I don't, I really don't. It's just the fact of when you think about the majority, I know there are individuals who, you know, do not, um, who are not tax toxic and things like that but when it comes to the majority and I also forgot to mention this when I was answering your question I feel like when a woman says oh um I was raped it's like men will be like I well men are raped too or it's like women will be like I don't know what the what I was gonna say but yeah like it's always the attention is always put somewhere else when a woman comes out about like things and that's just not okay and I feel like that really is a um, cause of toxic masculinity because men always have to be in control and men always have to, you know, be right. And that's weird to me. About that, I'm going to disagree with you on that because both parties do that. Um, Each, every single one tries to say that, oh yes, that happens to me too. It's not just a majority male thing because if a man comes out and says he's raped, well, guess what? A female is going to say, well, mine is worse. And no, you cannot truly say majority men because majority of men are not like that. You cannot say a majority of a race when you do not have everyone's opinions on the matter. And it does not really matter how you feel or how a certain group feels. You cannot truly say a majority when you do not have all votes or all parties. Now, yes, you may say there is enough people to where you can feel that way, but you cannot truly say a majority when you do not have all of the parties inside of it to be included. So with that, I have to disagree with you on part of that. But yeah, and when you say that, okay, well, when a woman says she's raped, a man says, well, I've been raped too. It goes the same way the other way around. It's not just, oh yeah, men do that to females only. It's distributed both ways. Not a majority thing, but all parties. It do. is a majority thing though. It's not because it is. it's really not. How is it not? I feel like, okay, yes, they might say, oh, it happened to me too. But I think it's to the point where if, if like, oh, like, it's to the point where a woman's opinion and her feelings feel invalidated. Okay, see, I can understand that, Chloe. Thank you for going into more elaboration on that. So yeah, with that, I'm gonna say, yes, people do do that, but I'm still not going to say majority because many people, you cannot say that majority of a certain group think that. Now, yes, it may be a lot, but you cannot say majority. Because if you was to take a true vote, I'm telling you, it would not be majority. It would possibly be like half or maybe even less than that. But a majority is a way, you cannot really say that. But enough or a lot, you can say that. But seeing how you do not have all, you cannot say majority. Enough is enough. Like, even, okay, even if you guys are 
write about, okay, it's only enough of men. I really don't know what the example is here, but let's say enough of men. Um, yeah, I, I can't really come up with an example, but enough of men, that is a problem because it's enough of them to where it's affecting a woman's life. Okay, it's not majority of men, but it's enough of men where um, women have to watch what they how they dress. Women have to watch where they go. Women have to make sure that they're not like walking by themselves in the dark. Women have to make sure they have this on them and this on them because it's enough of men that are like that. Yes, I understand. That is what I was trying to say because you were trying to say majority, which is not politically correct. But when you do say enough, that is a way to say, yes, that is true. And I understand that. But trying to say majority, you can't say that because that's grouping all into one, which is not okay. But enough is doing the same thing. I'm confused. Enough and majority is not the same thing. Okay, so like what's the issue with a woman saying okay majority of men make me scared or like make me worry about how I dress and all this other stuff instead and also like what's the difference between saying that and well enough of men make me scared to where I watch how I dress and stuff like that what's the difference well that's like saying enough white people were racist to where that's like saying majority of white people are racist you cannot say that or saying Majority of black people are thugs and gang members. That is not true nor politically correct. I guess we have to disagree to agree because I don't get what the difference is. Because, okay, majority, okay, that's like saying majority of females cheat. You cannot truly say that. Or majority of a certain race. I guess my thing is why is it that if a woman says majority is like oh that conversation cannot be had because um the conversation like okay let me start it doesn't make sense to me because it's like if a woman says oh majority of a men make me contemplate how I should dress when I go out at night the conversation is not like the conversation then doesn't go well why does like what do men do to make you feel that way like what can we do to change that it's oh majority is not politically correct you need to say enough. So why is it that when a woman comes out about that stuff and maybe she used the wrong terminology to men, it's the conversation cannot be held until she uses the right terminology for men when okay, it's well, not a men's problem, it's a woman's problem. Topic can be held, but it is a it is majority a woman's problem, but it affects the man because yes, that one man may have made you feel that way. But if you come to light about your situation and you discuss these things, there's a way that we can try to change the way society is or, you know, try to make things better. But when you try to put majority or say most, it is not correct because that's like me saying, okay, I have five fingers and then I say two or three of them are broke. That's not even a good way to say it. Okay, but that's like saying, okay, people are racist. You can't say a majority of a group is racist. Or that's like saying, talking about police and police brutality. Now, no, not all police are bad, but it is enough to where you can feel that way. You cannot say majority or all. You have to put a, you just cannot say majority because majority is not like that. You have to say enough is you wear 
it is really bad. But I'm gonna let some other people discuss this because me and you have had this discussion for a long time and the other two have not spoken and you hate men. All right, all right. So look, I'm gonna feedback what Jaden said. Yo. All right, so look. Under 30% of women in the world have experienced sexual assault or rape, right? Which means the number of men who have done sexual assault or rape is also under 40, 50%, right? Which means you cannot say all men are raped as all men sexually assault, all men do this, because it's not right. If I say all women still cheat, lie, you would feel like I'm discriminating against you, right? So therefore, you cannot group us all because of a couple thousand of individuals' choices. It's like saying all whites are racist, all blacks are ghetto, all Mexicans are illegal. It's just something you cannot say because it is wrongfully grouping people because of bad people's mistakes. You cannot do that. No one said all men. But even with I literally your said men, majority. Even with your all majority. Or with your majority statement, that's still in the same boat because majority do not do those things. Okay. Kind of like if you I'm were, going to still be saying majority because even I statistically, like majority men. even with that, even statistically, off of studies, it has shown that not even majority of men have done these things, or majority of men are that bad, are bad like that. So yeah, you may feel that way of your certain ways and the way you well, feel. Well, I can say enough. Okay, sorry for cutting you off. But politically and scientifically, that is not correct. Okay. Well, I feel like if I can say enough men, then it's majority of men. But to move well, on, because we've been talking. Can I go? No, 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 no. You can't say, can, can you can't say enough that? men if the number is under 50%. Because that's not majority. If there's another 75% of men who have not committed sexual assault or rape so you cannot say enough men if the number is under 50 because it's not even half of men also when you look <laughs> okay, at the okay. for, even statistically it's still not true scientifically it is not true <laughs> to say majority but i'm gonna let chloe you know I'm, I'm gonna see what chloe has to say about this the mature female here oh okay i don't honestly i don't have like very strong opinions about this like y'all do but I think it's the fact that it's not zero percent of men that haven't committed like sexual assault to where it's enough men to make us to make women at least maybe not specifically like afraid of how they like interact and encounter men but at least more aware of what they're doing so they don't become part of the percent of women that has been sexually assaulted. I agree with you on that because you're not trying to say majority, but you are saying that there is enough to where you all feel afraid. And I can understand that. But yes, that is where I did start to disagree with Brianna because I'm not saying that a lot of men do not do that, but I'm not going to sit and say most because if you were to put it even into a fraction, it's not a it's not a three and five it's not a four and five men are going to do that no it's a one in five percentage and if you look these things up it is statistically shown that yes a lot of men do it but not have and not majority of men do these things yeah but like even like the one out of five is still too many yes i do agree with you on that 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, to move on, I guess. Sure. Um, I guess I don't know if you guys want to have more to say about this, but one of my questions was, do you think men should stay out of the conversation of abortions? And when I say that, I mean more so men need to do men need to stay out of the talk of whether or not a woman has the ability to um, abort her baby or not. Well, um, what I would say is I think if they are together in their relationship and they're discussing having a child, it's between those two to determine that. Now, if they cannot come to an agreement and if the woman wants to have the child, she can go ahead and have the child. But you cannot expect a man to stay in that child's life nor expect him to pay child support, especially when the male does not agree to it. Or if the male does not want the child. Or if a female does not want the child and the man does, he does not have to stay in that woman's life. It is supposed to be a discussion between the two. Now, yes, it is in the female's body, but it was between those two when they decided to have these interactions and have these activities go on. So seeing how they both came together to make this being, it is up to these two people to discuss it and not just a, just because it's inside of her, does not mean that they cannot discuss it, nor a male should have his opinion on whether he can have that child or not. I think it should be a discussion between the two, not just because the female is having a kid. I think, um, I think, like I agree with Jaden, it should be a discussion between the two, but I feel like ultimately it's the woman's decision. Of course, the man could put in his feedback of like what he wants to do but it's her body I think she should be able to make the final decision yeah that is true but let's make sure we get it clear that if she does have the child or does not and if the male does disagree with what the female chooses to do okay well he may not be able to change that but he has also the choice to stay in the life stay in that child's life or in that woman's life or if he does not want to. And he should not be brought down because he does not want to, because he felt like he does not want that commitment or like he really wanted it. So they both have their ultimate choices because no, a male cannot just sit there and tell a female, no, you cannot do this. She has her own decision. And if she wants to have that kid, sure. But if they do not both agree, whoever, if the male, whether whichever situation he is in or whichever the way he feels, he has a choice whether he wants to stay in that life or does not. He should not be brought down because he was not in that life because he felt like he did not want that child or like he really didn't want that child. So if he didn't want that child, he finds a new lady to bring in a child he should not be brought down for that. He should be, I mean, because nowadays, no, you cannot say a female is not allowed to have a child or like she cannot have her own say because guess what? It's her body. So yes, she is allowed to do what she wants to do, but the male is allowed to choose whether he wants to stay or not. Um, I have to, like, I agree, but I kind of also disagree with some of the things you said. I do think it's a discussion between both the 
soon-to-be mother and father whether or not their needs they're going to keep the baby or not but like I like Chloe also said and what you also said that it is up to the woman whether or not she wants to keep the baby and I feel like in the case of if she does not want to keep the baby and the man does I think he just has to kind of somewhat be fine with the um, woman getting rid of the baby because it is her body and if she does not want to carry the baby for nine months and then have to you know have that attachment to someone then that's her right but in the other case of if the woman does want to keep the baby and the man does not I disagree with you Jaden about how um we shouldn't I we should just let the man off the hook in a sense of not taking care of his child I feel like um yes the man clearly has an option of whether or not he's ready for a kid or not. But then again, um, if he doesn't want to be a part of the kid's life, that's totally fine. But most women are probably going to put you on child support because at the end of the day, that is your child. And the only reason why I disagree with that saying is because then that makes me think of how women who have kids always have to, you know, take care of that kid and men can just get off so easily because they didn't carry that baby for nine months they didn't push the baby out and like then if they want to they can leave and not have to take care of that baby and yet the mother does in some type of sense if she decides to keep the baby so okay. that's the only part i disagree with well on that what i'll say is with that i'm going to say now yes if the woman does not want to have that child. No, you should not be mad at that woman, but he is allowed to go to a different woman and find a woman who actually wants to have the child and does not want to stay with that woman because he feels like, yes, he did want that child. So he's not obligated to stay with her at all. Now, if a female wants to keep the child and the male doesn't, and if now, yes, if they both discussed we're doing this and then we both want a child and then he suddenly changes his mind. Yes, he should most definitely be put on child support. But if this was on accident and he feels like he's not capable enough or he doesn't have the funds to support that child himself, he should be able to have that option whether to stay in that child's life. And if he does not, because if they were both non-aware of this happening and one feels like they cannot do this, then he should not be able to be forced to be doing these things. And yes, I do understand there are lots of single mothers out there because yes, I am raised by a single mother, but there are many single fathers out there who also are doing the same thing because a woman was not applicable enough to help out that male. So now he has to take care of that child by himself. So I will not sit here and say a woman has to do any certain thing, but a man has a choice. And depending on how the situation is, should depend on whether he has to be in that child's life or if he even has to pay child support. Because if they both discuss these things, then okay. If they both planned it out, talking about, yes, they're gonna have a kid. And then once the kid comes out, he feels like he's not ready then okay, he does not have to be in that child's life, but he should pay child support. 
But if the baby has not been brought out yet and they're in the process of trying to figure out what to do and the male does not agree with the female, then no, he should not be obligated to pay child support because she felt like she was able enough to have that child with, and if the man did not agree and she knew that he did not agree, but she still decided to have that child, that means she decided on her own that she was able to take care of this child by herself because she knew that male did not agree. And if she knew that he did not agree, then he should not be forced to pay child support because she decided to have that child anyway. And now, yes, some people may disagree with me because I'm saying that she's having that child and he does not want to pay child support, he shouldn't. Is because the male is not, if the male did not feel like he was capable enough to take care of that child or have the certain amount of money to raise that child, then if the female is still going to have that child, it is on to her now to do these things because he felt like he was not able, able enough. So yeah, if you do decide to have this child, then yeah, that is on you to decide if, yeah, okay, I'm willing to do these things to feed and clothe my daughter or son because you decided to have that child even though your partner did not feel like they were ready. So on that level, the male should not have to pay child support because she decided to go along and do it even though he felt like he was not able to. And on that, she should have been able to do it herself. Um, no, I was just gonna say, I mean, I guess I could, actually no I don't I'm <laughs> lying but um no I feel like yes I'm not saying that the guy does not have a choice whether or not he wants to be in the child's or the mother's life after you know she decides whether or not she wants to keep the baby or not but in the case of she does want to keep the baby and he does not I feel like if a woman goes and this is just for my personal beliefs but because everyone's different but if um a woman goes to a man and like hey I'm pregnant I do decide to keep the baby and the man is like, well, I don't want that baby and I'm not paying child support. I don't care what you think you're not going to pay because I'm going to put you on child support because you done laid down and you done made this baby. And yes, you might not want that kid, but I'm keeping the kid. And that's still not only my responsibility, but also your responsibility because that's your kid as well. But if both parties agree to doing these unprotected events it's not the male's fault that they're having this child it is on both parties and they both should take responsibility for what they're doing and now no no you should not be forced to play him on child support it should be an even discussion because some people out in this world when they do have these sexual events kind of like okay if a child was they're both 18 fresh out of high school then no, and if this male does not feel like he's able to support that child, he should not be forced to. And if this female feels like that she wants to have this child, she must be able to be willing to do this on her own because guess what? In life, I even heard this from my own mother. When she did decide to have a child, that means she was, in her mind, she was able to be able to support this child on her own and be able to do it on her own even if a man is not in her life because I lost my father at a young age. So when she did get the house, she, when she, even when she thought about getting a house, she made sure in her mind that, okay, she's able to do this by herself and make sure she's able to withstand this by herself just in case something does happen to the male. Because guess what? 
if you put this guy on child support and then somehow he magically dies and now you cannot take care of that child because you were also holding on to his money, then no, that is not okay because guess what? Now you have a child who is doing poorly because you were not able to be sustainable with your money in the way that you're taking care of this child because you're being on somebody else's money, not being able to do it all with your money yourself. So yeah, what I'm saying is, I'm not gonna sit here and say that some people shouldn't pay child support, but when you do agree to have a child, you should be able to hold, take care of that child with your money, not just another person's money. I just don't think that's how parenting works and we agree to disagree, but um, I don't like the thought of, I guess, cause what, from what you're saying, I'm getting the idea that you think if a man, if a woman decides to keep the baby and the man says, well, no, I'm not keeping the baby. And the woman then still decides to keep the baby. Then she has then decided that she's more than capable of taking care of that baby on her own. And that's not the case. It's like with the example you gave of if you're right out of high school and you both just graduated high school and the woman gets pregnant, that woman is probably not able to um, take care of that baby on her own either. But if she decides to keep that baby, it's not the fact that, oh, I can't take care of it. So I'm going to put him on child support to take all of his money. It's just some people, one, don't believe in abortion. Some people just want to keep a baby and they don't like it. there's so many other factors that go into whether okay. or not someone wants to keep a baby or not well, so that, I just don't like that idea well with that and some people I do agree with you some people do not believe in abortion well with that fact and you still do decide to have this kid and you're not financially stable enough to take care of this kid then that is what we have adoption centers for because there are some families who are able to take care of this kid just as well as you are, but have the money and are stable enough to keep this kid happy and keep this kid stable financially to make sure he gets fed, clothed, food, and a home versus you forcing this man to do, to number one, if he's not even in the child's life, he's already given up half of his paycheck. So now he has to make even more money because guess what? Now he's sitting there not making any money, not even spending time with the child versus, okay, him not having to pay child support. And if she's not financially able to take care of this child, then okay, put him up for adoption. Now, I'm not gonna say you have to fully give up your child, but guess what? If you're not able to take care of this child, then give him to a family, give him or her to a family that can financially keep this child at a good level. Now, I'm not going to say stop being in this child's life. You can still be in that kid's life. But what you're going to have to do is understand that since you're not financially able to take care of this child, you must give him to somebody else who is able to. But yeah, still be in the child's life. But just understand that since you're not able to take care of the kid on your own, then no, you're not getting child support off of that. Well, okay. Um, to move on. I guess this is more so for Chloe and you guys can answer um, as well, but do you think your adulthood will be affected in some ways if these laws like whether or not abortion is legal or not and just, I guess, 
the way of people thinking you need to um, cover up your body and just a whole bunch of other things that's going on. Um, do you think your adulthood will be affected if these laws um, pass or like come to be um, true things? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think my adulthood will be greatly affected because it's like trying to put me in a box and give me like certain standards to follow. So yeah, it will be affected definitely. Yeah, for me personally, I just feel like, um, it, like you said, it's going to affect my life, um, I guess, as far as like the abortion thing. As of now, I don't think I'm a person who would abort a baby, but, you know, it's the fact that I don't think it's okay to, like, get rid of that options for women, especially since they're the ones who, you know, have to deal with all the consequences almost like they have to carry the baby and stuff and just other things like I don't want to have to grow up where I have to cover up my body because I think someone's gonna take this as like see this as that and things like that but yeah I don't know if you guys have something to say about that yeah I like the idea of having to change myself and like my clothes and what I like just because of other people's actions and like what they think and it's like yeah I don't think I'm gonna have an abortion I don't even want kids though <clears throat> and I, like some there are some accidents it's like if we should have the option to abort but I mean if like we decide not to and like the father doesn't want to doesn't want it I mean it's sexual intercourse results in a baby you you're both old enough to know that and you both still decided to do it so you both should be part of it uh so with that um personally I've had a circumstance where a female once told me okay I'm on birth control so you don't have to wear a condom or a female has told me before I don't like the way condoms smell so I do not want that going inside of me, plus I'm on birth control. So some females tell you that you cannot wear a condom while having sex with them. And some men are, you know, cause kind of like if you're messing with a female for a long time and then y'all are getting ready to that point. Now I know a man cannot just say, oh, I'm gonna wear a condom anyway, because guess what? It's a consentment type act. And then sometimes a female will tell that man, no, I don't know what you wear in a condom and guilt the man into not wearing a condom and telling him all the things that she's done to make sure a kid is not going to come. And then magically a kid still comes at that point. You know, you know I mean, I mean, I think I should understand what I'm saying by now because, yeah. I don't because what do you mean? A man, if, okay, if a woman so says, oh, I don't want to, like, I don't want you to wear a condom then it's up to the man to say, okay, do I want to wear a condom? If I do, then clearly I'm not having sex with this woman. And if I don't, exactly. That's the main and you lay down, then that you decided then that, okay, I'm okay with not wearing a condom. I know if this and this happens, then there might be a child and you, you know all the consequences. So I don't think that's necessarily, I don't get where you were trying to go with that. Okay, so with that, some females will tell the male, 
okay, I'm on birth control, so you do not have to wear a condom. That's still on the man's. That's still the man's. Issue. How do you figure if if number one, a woman is saying, okay, I don't like the smell of condoms, and I'm also on birth control, so you don't have to worry about it. And then they make the male think, okay, well, are you sure? And then the female will still say yes. And then I they think you're. I don't know. I don't like the way you. I don't know. I don't like the way you. But even then, though, back to the abortion topic, how you said that, okay, both parties agreed to it. Well, when you're having a child, you must make sure you yourself are financially capable of having this child. So when you do decide to have this child, and keep the child or not even just aborting even adoption and all that or putting somebody on child support you must make sure you yourself is able to be financial enough financially stable enough and mentally capable to keep this child even if that man is not in your life because guess what what if that father dies what if the father of that child dies now what is going to happen to that child now that he now has a non-financial mother who cannot be stable enough to take care of this child, seeing now that she's not on birth, I mean, not on child support. What now happens to that child? What is going to be, what is going to happen now that that child has no father and a non-financial, financially stable mother to take care of him? Sorry, you just, you just kind of skipped questions, but um, to answer, I guess, the actual topic that we were talking about, I I don't like the way you were putting it like oh well what if a woman says this and what if a woman says this and like she says I don't like condoms and I'm on birth control I'm sure I'm on birth control da 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 I just don't like that because it kind of sounds like you're trying to blame the woman in a sense where okay yes people lie and people can say try to trap other people into you know having a baby but at the end of the day it's up to both parties if you you know take the word of okay she doesn't like condoms and she says she's on birth control. I think I'm cool to not wear a condom. That's on you. And you know you didn't wear a condom. So no matter what had happened, no matter what you were told, at the end of the day, you decided not to wear a condom. You decided to have sex with that woman. So if a kid comes about that, then that's your responsibility, no matter if you were lied to. And that can be a different conversation for you to have with her. Thought you were on birth control. Well, I wasn't. I lied. You still decided not to wear a condom. Okay, well, what if the condom breaks? It's just a what if, what if, what if, what if. No matter what, if a kid is born or if a kid is to come about, you you can put together the pieces to see. It's not like a baby does not just pop out of nowhere. So whether that was because you didn't wear a condom, the condom broke. Whatever the case may be, that kid came about so that's your responsibility you now need to talk to the woman about what's going to be happening but that really wasn't that's back to the question about abortions and we kind of moved on well can well even in this topic now is mainly for the females but i still have questions about the abortion topic because with that you're saying that okay a male since he decided to do these activities he now, if he does not want to be in that child's life, he now must pay child support. Well, guess what? Sometimes things happen to where a male is not able to be financially stable enough to take care of that kid, even with a woman. Or 
to a point to where, guess what? What if that man is dead? Now what happens to the child now that the mother is not financially stable because she was dependent on the male's child support check? Okay, but it's like, you're saying, what if the man did this, the man did this, and the woman can't provide herself? Okay, women can die too. Okay, yes. I don't like how you're putting it all on the woman and saying- I'm not saying that, but I'm saying when it comes to, okay, now you must pay child support because guess what? What if if the male was not able to take care of that child and he cannot take care of that child and he's not able to, and even if the female dies, then with her, with that, the child now must move custody to either the sister, the sister or the brother, the grandparents, or even back to the father. And if none of those people are able to financially take care of that kid or just able to take care of that kid in general, then he is then put inside of foster care. So with that, I'm saying that if a male is not able to take care of that child, even with the female, then no, he should not be mandatorily, just because he did the activities, mandatorily able to be put on child support just because of a certain things that they both did. I think that since if they're deciding to have this child and keep this child and raise this child, then they both must be independently able to be financially able to take care of the child. Either. My problem with child support is, is that nowadays, most times they don't use the money to raise the child. They use it on themselves. And that's an issue that needs to be fixed. But that's more of a child support issue and not a man versus female issue. All right, we can yeah, I can somewhat agree with that. Yeah, but, that, that makes sense. That's valid. That's valid. Yeah. Okay, so to move on to the topic of relationships, well, um, the question on the table is how do you feel about masculinity and femininity and how that plays parts into relationships and stuff like that? We'll start with that. I, I, I got this. Um, so that comes into play because nowadays men are expected to go all out their way to do certain things like pay for a meal and do all of these things, or even with the female part, when it comes to relationships, the female is the decider on whether the relationship is able to stay or not, or when it comes to certain things they do or not. Because, okay, here's an example, right? So when it comes to relationships and sexual activities, they're already together. And then when it comes to sexual activities, when a male, when a female doesn't want to do things, okay, they both say no, and it's cool. But when a male does not want to do things, then some majority of the time the female keeps going, keeps trying, and they really don't get a say. And then the female still does what they want either way. Um, oh, Chloe, you can go. I'm thinking. I'm trying to figure out what I was saying. So I feel like with I don't, I don't know. With, like, the sexual assault and the rape allegations, I think consent has played a bigger part and a more important part in today's society. And coming with, like, from toxic masculinity, I think that's where when a male doesn't want to do sexual stuff, that's when a girl decides to branch out on her own because they 
like it's been like a formed opinion that all guys want to do sexual stuff so when it's just the one that doesn't they just think he's like weird or something and that comes from like toxic masculinity or femininity I guess for me I think masculinity and femininity it plays a part in like relationships just because um especially I guess in straight relationships I feel like um men are expected to do certain things and women are supposed to do certain things that kind of plays a part in everything but I also think toxic masculinity is most seen in relationships and all relationships are not um fall under the same category but I just think enough since majority is not a word someone can use enough relationships um you can see toxic masculinity within it okay questions so to move on to the topic about um jobs um how do you feel about women and men being um treated differently within jobs whether that has to do with payment or just um what's it called hr or human resource things um i think women are kind of held at double standards sometimes when it comes to jobs um we kind of talked about it earlier but we were saying how like women like today are able to do more things that only men were able to do which is good progress but I feel like now we still have to work on equality within the workforce it's like no matter what a woman does in her workspace whether that be sports related or like a standard office job their like their work and effort is always discredited because they're a woman no matter how far she gets it's always going to be discredited just because she's a woman like the um in the Super Bowl, there was a female ref, the first female ref in Super Bowl history. Her accomplishment got discredited because she was a Tom Brady fan and that she was a woman and that she didn't know the game of football because she was a woman. Therefore, she didn't deserve to be the first female ref, which shouldn't that's not right. You shouldn't discredit somebody just because of the gender. That's not okay. Yeah, I agree to with what both of y'all said. I feel like women are held to double standards. I feel like a lot of what we talked about um, previously can kind of go back into this topic. And yeah, I feel like um, women's work is always discredited because they are a woman and because they're seen as like, especially when it's like a position that is normally meant for male like judges and like vice presidents and just like high like important work I feel like it's always discredited because it's like oh well women can't be judges or police officers because they're too sensitive and they're gonna not you know do what's best for the community or like society so I think that kind of plays a part in Um, so if no one else has anything else to say, I think we can wrap up the episode there. Um, thank you all for coming on today's episode. I think we had a really good conversation and I'm really excited with how it turned out. Um, I was nervous about this episode, but I think we did a really good job. So thank you again. 
Also, before we go, just make sure if you're listening, please follow all my social media accounts at New Generation Speaks and make sure you tune in for my next episode. Bye.